Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Gamerland Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Warsham. This is episode 530. With me, as always, is the one, the only, the sexiest. Oh, man, I'm angry. I can't pull that right now. What are you? I'm trying to pull the, uh, what's the name of Tom Tom. Yes! <laughs> Better late than never. That's what daddy says. Uh, the sexiest Tom Tom ever. The, the KevinMiller.com. Jump and press the circle button, Kevin. Thank you, Justin Warsham. Do you? Plan to cut me open and sleep in my insides? If I could. That's <laughs> if it was legal. Uh, if we lived in Utah, I would have done it already. I don't understand what that means. <laughs> I, I, just picked, I picked that state because my mother rode on the back of a motorcycle topless, and it's the most conservative state, I think. like that's the, Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's up there. Yeah. I think that, they don't allow booze in it. Uh, you Well, funny enough, when I visited once, I wanted to go to a restaurant and looked into my GPS, and it had, uh, like, the nearest listings. There were two that were, like, it call, they call them private clubs. And I was like, that, in my circles, means, like, a gentleman's club. Yeah. Like, you pay money to go see boobies. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to go anywhere near that. So I ended up eating, like... It's the only like place a, to get booze, my friend. It, that's what it is. I ended up eating at a KFC because at those clubs, they're private clubs because they can sell alcohol. If you are privately a club, you pay a membership to be a part of the club, a one-time fee, and then you can purchase alcohol. So it's the same as a cover charge. You, except for that it's like for TGI Fridays. Like anything is a private club. Is a private club if you want to sell alcohol in it. So TGI way. Fridays or Chili's has to charge a cover charge to get into a their A one-time. And then you get like a club membership. It's a, it's a, I'm serious. So <laughs> put on their list. So I had a friend. He was like, it's like hey, getting a pot card here in California. Yeah, you gotta you gotta know somebody that knows somebody. So or pay whatever it is, ten dollars or the the cover charge or the membership charge just to get a drink. So you're like, the beer is like five dollars, <laughs> and you can't get it at a liquor you're store. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks a lot, Salt Lake City. I want to say before we get into this is that uh, I feel like I unfairly did not mention Sam's name in our list of people that would still listen just because uh, they found the show because of Sly. I did. Uh, oh, you did? I did it when oh. I said it would be the, the five right, members. I'm going to edit that out then. From last week. He doesn't deserve to be mentioned twice. He can be mentioned twice. Really? Here's how bad. You, you've you been holding on to that for a while now. Yeah. And you finally just let that out. 45 minutes Sam is in, Sam hasn't for been For seven hurt. days. He, I thought he was enraged for seven days until, we, until I hit record. Mm-mm. And then now I know. No. 
now the I future know. is the past. Now I know he's doubly elated. <laughs> Time is now. Oh my gosh! That would be, I just had an idea. What if we had like uh, we had a fan contest? Mm, I like, like this. It, it would be great if we knew what we had talked about on this show, and we had like trivia. Yeah. And then like the winner could come. And, we we and don't stay even know. in the guest house. We don't even know what we're talking about in the show when we're talking about. I it. know, right? I love this idea, though, right? of somebody winning the opportunity to sleep in the Gamerland podcast studios. Yeah. Well, where we've done all of four episodes in our eight-year history or yeah. whatever. <laughs> well, this is the most consistent. <laughs> we are. This is Gamerland now. Yeah. This is what it looks like. There's not as right. many rides as I thought, but there's a lot more foam tiles, mm-hmm. so it works Which out. Which is kind of a ride. Yeah, it's nice. It's a, it's, it's, like, it's a ride in what Disneyland is a ride, where the, you just kind of sit here and experience it. Any one of these tiles could fall on you, as we've seen in any moment. <laughs> yeah. Cute. That's, that's have the Have I talked about how I how I got to see the sketch of Disneyland on the show? No. Have I not, have I not mentioned that? The no, life that changing moment okay so uh we have the getty here in los angeles it's one of the it's one of the gems of living in la it's so is that like a ghetto yeti yes (laughs) he's like hey guys (laughs) can i drink beer and sleep on your couch (laughs) ghetto superstar which real quick i'm sorry i know i keep side drinking but uh we've been watching the superman movies with christopher reeve or whatever and so in the suit in the first one uh, John uh, Ratzenberger is like one of the Navy pilots. Like yeah, he has yeah, three yeah. lines in the movie. And I thought, it's funny, because Jacob likes this stuff. I go, you see that guy right there? That's the voice of the Yeti. He, I go, yeah. he is in every Pixar movie. And he's like, what? I go, he's the... And I should have said the truck in Cars. Yeah, that would help. But I, I go, the Yeti. I go, remember? I go, welcome to the Himalayas. And yeah. he goes, oh, cool. Wow. Like, that's him when he was young. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, here in Los Angeles, we have the, the Getty. And I have never been been living in L.A. for whatever, eight years now. Uh, and it's on my like bucket list of things to do in Los Angeles. It's a very touristy thing when you mm-hmm. come. There's billions of French and Japanese and German people, but uh, very few natives. Uh, which is a shame because it's, it's like a giant free museum. They, mm-hmm. You just have to pay parking and then you get to ride this tram ride and wander around these gardens and it's gorgeous. Uh, but current, uh, they I think they're done now, but they had an exhibit through the spring and the summer uh, that was called Overdrive. And it was architectural history in Los Angeles from the 1940s to the 1990s as the city developed, you know, after when the movie business was really taking off and then through the 1990s and, and then pretty much up to the beginning of this millennium. That's cool. It was really great. So they had all these architectural drawings of like early concept designs for LAX, the airport here, and, and what they were, and then the history of it and how if you've been to LAX, we have a double decker driveway or loop that goes around all the terminals. The double decker was built in the 1984. Olympics when when the Olympics were here in Los Angeles and then the international airport was added on to and but before that it was they had all these other ideas of what they were going to do to it they have sketches of um or drafts of uh, buildings that were never built at all and then other stuff that you're like oh that became this and some really great uh, topographical maps that show the history of roads being built or freeways being built in Los Angeles and the ethnicities that have developed over time and uh, really great stuff. And one of the things is I was wandering through this exhibit, Killing Time. I uh, just turned around the corner, and there's a picture, the original sketch of Disneyland. I was like, ah, ha, ha, yeah, like you got the that real thing. That was supposed thing. to be in Burbank? Or? So, so and I walk up to it, and in and it's the legit thing. It's the real thing. So the way the way it broke down way back in the day. So the Disneyland was built in 1955. That's mm-hmm. when it opened. So somewhere in, like, early 50s. I think this sketch is, is um, 52. And I'm, I'm blanking on the name, even though I know it really well, uh, Herbert Rines or something. He was uh, working at Disney. So the way they built Disneyland is that, I mean, Disney was making reasonable amount of success 
creating these uh, animated films. And so he uh, owned this partition of land, which is now part of the hospital where both of our children yeah. are born. So and the, the zoo and the park. Yeah. So they and in a freeway and a school. Mm-hmm. So there's, it was it was a substantial chunk of land in, in what was a, a rising. I didn't know that Burbank has a Disney Elementary School. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. There's the, that makes and sense. And it's a public school. It is the Walt yeah. Disney Elementary because school. of what he did for the city. Yeah. For sure. So uh, so he had this idea. Well, I own this land. Clearly, we don't need to build. He's like, what if we build a little park here? Uh, you may have seen this this come about if you've been to Disneyland and heard any of the stories. So they, they began to develop this idea, and it just caught fire within their department. And then they were like, well, he said, okay, let's take the, the restrictions off of this chunk of land. And if you could do anything, what would you design? And so they came up with all these crazy ideas like Frontierland and the World of Tomorrow and you know a Main Street and Adventureland and Pirate Island and stuff. Uh, the idea it became to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. So they um, like, well, this seems like a crazy endeavor for us to do, and we don't want to lose our movie company. So Walt Disney it took uh, and created a new company uh, that was removed from from the Disney Motion Pictures and called it WED Enterprises, which stood for Walt Disney Inter- or Walt Entertainment development or something entertainment designs or something um or wed which is now called imagineering and it's been reincorporated into the larger disney company but it was it was to shell and protect so the company could have bankrupted but he wouldn't lose his, he wouldn't lose the movie stuff yeah that it was, was still a separate corporation whole new he started over whole yeah. new thing but he was using the people who made cartoons <laughs> who knew how to draw pictures they didn't have they weren't architects and and engineers they were theater people and and artists and so um he he sat down with, the, with this one guy he's like uh you know i have to i'm gonna meet some investors in, T- in new york on monday it's friday uh and uh you know i'm gonna take them the 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 plan that we have for disneyland and the, the designer's like that's great i'd love to see that plan and he goes oh no no, no you don't understand you're drawing the plan. <laughs> and he's like, uh, no, I'm not. He's like, no, no, you, you have all weekend. He's like, I, I can't do it unless you stay with me and we'll work on it in the weekend. So the two of them spent 48 hours drafting this uh, enormous – I mean, it, it's like maybe five feet by five feet unrolled thing of, of Disneyland. And it started off with like they have like a – uh, like a side view, uh, like kind of just sketch of the thing, and then a blown up, incredibly detailed drawing of this concept of Disneyland. At the time, you know, it's easy for us because yeah. we're like, oh, I, you know, I know a Disneyland. I've been to a theme park. There even was no such thing as a theme park. There was, am I there right? was not a thing. Yeah, yeah, we had parks, but the, even the term theme park wasn't a term. Like if you said, because I, if I Amusement said amusement like, park, or yeah, anything. if I said space park, like you can pull that idea yeah. together with what you knew. It's just like Coca Cola. There was no cola when Coke was invented. It was it was a I don't know what it's not a juice. Yeah, <laughs> it's not coffee. I don't know what this thing is. They didn't have any designs, so they had to create this whole idea of this living, breathing city that had rides in it. It didn't make any sense. And um, it's funny. Uh, so they they the story goes that they then uh, made this drawing. They flew out to New York and and show this and it's what got investors interested in in putting money putting into money the park. to make it happen then the story goes that they lost the drawing for decades and it would they found it hidden somewhere in an old archive they were cleaning out an office and then behind a cabinet they're like what's this <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> it's the original sketch guys we got it we got it guys uh, <laughs> so 
so I turn the corner and walk and land. I, 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 I'm holding tears back from my eyes. Yeah, this is, is it? it. What's okay. his name? The um, Oh, I don't know. It didn't say that. That's, I, I wish I could pull up his name. Cause it, it's, Let me go back. Keep talking. I'm sorry. If um, the, No matter what picture you pull up online, it will not do it justice. There is not a high... I, I'm seeing it. I've seen it in yeah, person because the, the the scale of it's it. It's in books and stuff. I've seen. I knew it the moment I saw. I knew exactly what it was, but I had no idea the amount of deep. Like, I'm not lying to you. Uh, holding back tears, being so close to this to see the love and the artistry and the whimsy and the craft and the cleverness poured into this. 48-hour sketch that they put together. I, the the vision that came behind these guys. And everywhere you look, I just stared at it for a half hour. People would come up and walk around me and then move on to the point where I loved it so much, Kat and I came back three weeks later just so I could stare it's at it from for his initials, hour. Walter Elias Disney. Oh, that's, that's what, what it's from. I think later they then changed it to be some sort of other acronym. Um what is the dude's name? I can't remember. I'm looking. Pull it up. I'm so, still listening, though. So, uh, you know, in, in Adventureland, there, you, you stare and you're like, oh my gosh, it's a little octopus there, like grabbing something. And then there's a little farm area where there's people with things on their head. And then up in, in, in Frontierland, there's Indians fighting with cowboys or doing Herb a little Ryman. trouble. Yeah, Herb Ryman. And then, and then uh, over in Lilla Pollution Land, you see people in a little cart. And then in the back of the thing, behind Fantasyland, this enormous, beautiful castle is a pirate ship. And you can see it in the picture. There's the pirate ship. There's the castle. If you, zo- if you could look in here, there are pirates storming into Fantasyland doing all this crazy stuff. Wow. And everywhere you look, the detail on, on, tomorrow, on uh, Main Street is ridiculous. Some of it is so uh precise that that the like the the tower that you come into the train station mm-hmm. at main at uh, main street usa is exactly how it is today like wow. the, it retained its its amazing beauty uh and it's funny cuz you can i could tell what stuff was made by herbert you said mm-hmm. and what stuff is made by walt disney <laughs> <laughs> cuz herbert's stuff is so detailed so precise the perspective the the dimensions and then walt clearly came in and was like and there's a train here <laughs> and it's all like out of proportion to the rest of the drawing and it makes no sense and then and the next to this is like entire vignette being presented that's all done by herbert and it is Oh, then scroll down, scroll down. So the name, this this caught my eye towards the end. Um, you can't see it on this crappy thing, but at the very bottom left-hand corner, they made this, like, unfurling scroll that says Disneyland and then architectural design or something. Uh, and and halfway through writing, they it's got these, like, old-timey letters in the word Disneyland, and then it says something like schematic of something, something. And they, they started to fill in the S, the C, and the I on schematic, what are the first three or four letters of schematic, and then stop filling them in. And it's so funny because the re- I mean, they could have erased it. They could have done anything. So it either suggests that halfway through they're like, oh, we don't want to bold these letters because it's making them pop out. And then they decided not to, to erase oh. it too much. Or, as our friend Jeremy Costello guessed, they probably just didn't have time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that they were filling in. They're like, F it. We're right, done. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> it's enough. It's enough. <laughs> it's a five by eight piece of paper that we've do- drawn everything on. Yeah, exactly. Leave, leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> we have so much else going on. The thing that's great about it, too, is that the park was originally designed with the idea of it being encased exclusively within the train tracks. We've been mm-hmm. to Disneyland here in California since then. The, the park spills over the train tracks. There's lots of parts where you're on the other side of the train. If you look at open 
opening day pictures immediately on the other side of the train tracks is orchards, working orchards. Now that's all owned by Disney, and there's yeah. like all sorts of stuff. There's the, you know the buildings that house everything, but on opening Parking day, and- they owned just the parcel of land with Disneyland on it. And if you looked outside of Disneyland, it was it was working orchards, and and eventually then a hotel and everything else as it began to grow. Um. So so the. The fascinating psychology that I enjoyed standing there was the the level of of interest that people would have in it. Some people would look at it and move on, which is fine because it's not their cup of tea. Many, many people would look at it and then go, oh, Disneyland, and then and then begin to critique the drawing as if it were wrong hmm. because the, the layout has changed. This was uh, uh, two years before they had uh, – this is probably at least two years before they So had, you're saying they would critique it that the, the drawing is wrong because they – Because they know what Disneyland's layout is. And, and they, this is this not, not fu- understanding that that preceded the actual building? They understood it, but then – but. But yeah, the, the way or they is articulated it flexing it, the muscle of knowledge, saying, "Well, okay, well, this is supposed to be here." And that's what they're saying. This there, is supposed yeah. to be there. This is supposed to be there. But without, to your point, the respect to the fact that they made this shit up. This yeah. was all from their imaginations, and the fact that they even the fact that you can look at this and go, "Oh no, that's over there, and that's over there," speaks volumes to how brilliant they were. Because all they did was go, "You know what? Maybe front, Adventureland should be over there." They invented Adventureland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in this drawing, and you were able to go, oh, well, that's that's not quite right. This hot so, air balloon here, uh, is that a real ride? Like, that, yeah, that's, that, that's what stuck out for me. That's what a lot of people said. They're like, oh, they thought of hot air balloon rides. And I think that they pr- maybe there was an attempt at some point to put hot air balloon ride. But it was probably like an idea of like breaking. It definitely breaks up the skyline. Yeah. It breaks up the mountains in the background. It draws your eyes into the park. And it just creates sort of like a an iconic a thing of like, oh, we're having fun here. This isn't yeah. some weird... A storybook puzzle like this is there's a lot of different elements and plus it's a little Wizard of Oz, which was pretty popular at the time. Um, so so there are people that would that would do that and then and then move on from it. There would be some people that would come up and then begin to to uh, uh, to uh, dump all of their stories about their adventures in Disneyland hmm. to the people that were with them. This one lady just began to go on and on about how they would go every somewhere with their family and what rides she loved. And her friend is like, I'm trying to look at this piece of art. And I guess that she wasn't from L.A. because mm. it, it certainly wasn't super special. But I was like, you're missing the point of why this is hanging here. This is a this is a piece of architectural genius yeah. um, that was hidden behind a cabinet. And all you want to talk about is how you love to go on Star Tours or, or whatever. Um I, the the two visits that I had in the over hour that I spent standing there, I, I mean, I trained out three guards one time, three different security guards. I got so close to the thing that one of the guards came up and said, I need you to be about this far away. <laughs> <laughs> I said, absolutely. No problem. He said, you're setting off the alarm. I said, no problem. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, silent yeah. alarm? Silent alarm. He was wow. probably tripping somewhere, and he knew it. Uh, <laughs> um, so... The uh, it's pearls before swine, and I'm certain that there are people that came by and had the same emotional resonance to it. But they, it, it was so special for me because I've experienced um, a lot of things. We, having worked in theme parks and been a part of the entertainment industry on the peripheral as we have for so long, it takes a lot to wow me. You know, I've worked at Disneyland. I know a lot about it, uh, but to actually – and I've seen that picture to the point where I almost walked by it because I knew – because I knew – so, so, yeah. yeah, like, oh, whatever. But I 
thank God I stepped so close to be able to enjoy. It was, I haven't experienced this yet, but I can understand what people say happens when they see the Michelangelo's David of like how, how it, it just comes to life in a way that it isn't supposed to be possible that, and the no picture can do it justice. That's what this did for me. Yeah. Um, in a very pop culturally way. It's interesting though. Just like it's, he's a person that has touched so many people's like inner child and souls and, yeah. all and stuff that it's like, like George Lucas. Yeah. And it's the, just crazy. The like, thing is he, have people have an emotional reaction to it. And he, yeah, that, and it's, it's very, um, plant or it, it was, it was a decision that was made cause it was really him and his brother, yeah. but they, they decided somewhere along the line that he needed to be the face of the Disney company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wasn't too thrilled about that, but he, he's a good salesman. He's a good visionary. Mm-hmm. And he, he ended up being the right guy for the, for the job. Um, you know, and he, he has an amazing story. Before the Disney company, he and his brother had the um, uh, the, Walt, the the Disney Brothers animation studio, which failed and failed miserably. And his response to that was, go start a new company somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what kind of chutzpah? I mean, it's the middle of... Um, uh, the end of end of the uh, black thirties. Wait, what is it? The depression. It's the end of the depression. He's losing money hand over fist in a company, and he goes, "You know what I need to do? Start a new company." Yeah. Most people t- turn their tail between their legs and give up. Not him. He kept going along. Um, so uh, other things that are great about this, they they then made a, a much more uh, famous. I send sketch. you this link. What I'm reading here is it's that I then asked John if there were any tricks of the trade where uh, when it came to putting together the sorts of early early theme park concept paintings. And Hench said, it's all about distracting people, putting something in there that catches their eye. Yeah. In the original Disneyland painting, we put in a red observation balloon. People noticed that. But not the uh, but not the yet-to-be-designed part of Disneyland that was directly below and behind that balloon. So I'd have to say that was a successful bit of misdirection. Nice. That's good. According to what Hench told me, the, this balloon gag was thought to be so successful on Disneyland's concept painting back in 1954 that ever since then, the Imagineers have used the same bit of artistic bait and switch over and over again whenever they need to hide the fact that the theme park which they were doing concept painting of wasn't fully designed or developed yet so they would just put uh, a balloon just stick a red balloon in the, in there. In the middle of uh, an area that they were like Ooh, we don't know what's gonna happen that's pretty here. clever it didn't happen in that original sketch because it, it was on the skyline so they must have they used that a little later no i think well what he's saying is no, the area below it well see in the original the black and white sketch see it's above no the but what I, that's his point is to say directly below oh. here i thought you and meant, maybe this i think this area is what he's saying that it was not really designed that might be true well that's funny that's probably true because the back part of this is a park yeah <laughs> like they didn't nothing. have they didn't have an idea for that area so later on they built that this is disney world i actually think um, later on when they started to design the Disneyland like the so what what goes on from there is that they get the the money from the investors the thing takes off and then there's a very famous uh painting of Disneyland where they they used uh black light coloring painting on it and so in it, you could look at it in a bright room like this and then flash black light on it mm-hmm. and it would look like the park would at night so they they essentially wow. painted the same painting twice wow um, and the thing that we don't know, because we were born in the late 70s and 80s, and all this stuff happened 20 to 30 years before we were born. Um, yeah, actually, that might be the drawing. That's it. It says Peter uh, Ellen Shaw painting the now-famous blacklight yeah. image of Disneyland. Yeah. So if you want to find this, 
Just look through jimhillmedia.com if you do a search for original Disneyland sketch. So he used that that famous uh, Disneyland sketch, the one with the black light. Uh, Disney did every Sunday night on a show called The Wonderful World of Disney. Mm-hmm. And all it was was a 30-minute or hour-long commercial for what they were thinking to do in Disneyland. I it's an infomercial, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it captivated the nation. So when the park opened on uh, May 5th, two th- or ni- 1955, they had invited something like 8,000 people, and 80,000 people showed up. It was something ridiculous. Wow. And it was supposed to be a soft opening, but it's because the entire nation knew that it was coming. And then if you, there's some fun stories, like they had um, – there was a uh, a plumber strike within the union within Anaheim at the time, and so they were forced to choose between um, fixing the bathrooms, getting the bathrooms ready, or the water fountains. They chose the bathrooms, mm-hmm. and, but nobody knew this, so that there were all, none of the water fountains broke. So everybody were super cynical, even in the fifties, and said, "Well, clearly Disney just wanted us to buy sodas instead of <laughs> instead of making the water fountains work." Uh, another great early Disneyland story: uh, they you, he went around to the plot of land, and Disney uh, and his crew drew um, uh, red X's on every tree that they wanted demolished, and green X's on every tree that could stay that would be a part of the park. Why destroy trees that they planned to put a park there? They hired a tree cutter who, not kidding you, is colorblind and n- destroyed every tree in the entire park because if you're colorblind, you can't differentiate yeah. green or red X's. They all look like X's. So they then come in after the trees are gone. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> so they had to go you know, all over the, the countryside buying trees to replant them in the wow. soil so that they can then use those. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. That's what I like. I just – everything about – I remember – being older, like going as a kid and just liking it, and then going older, and then you see like what you thought was boring, like little snippets of him talking yeah. about Disneyland or like the the Disney Suite and all that yeah. stuff. Like, and it's in, it's just it's interesting to see grown men building something for children, and then like, I, I just wish there was something that I could think of that you could compare it to. Like, I want to see a failed attempt at this. You don't need to try and figure out what it was that was their lightning in a bottle Hmm. what did they what did they hit what did they connect with because it resonates with so many people i think i think you you're onto something here because we did we've seen a a really big shift in the culture an american uh americana towards imaginative things towards nerdy things and i've always attributed that a lot of that to star wars and i think that's still very true that you you captivated a young audience and we've now grown up and we were the ones that were kicked and, and made fun of, and now we're having children. So, and it, and superhero movies are super popular, and all these things are starting to tip that way. But I think it'd be hard to deny that something like Disneyland set the the soil for that to be able to say, imagination, imaginative things can be so accessible that I can make it a real physical place that you can visit, and that is exciting. To any whether or not you think robots are cool, the yeah. idea of like I could go to this place that is, that only exists in my that someone would take the time to build a place that I can walk through at my own leisure mm-hmm. and and make it this creative. I think that that kind of started to turn the direction of things. Until now, you know, sixty years later, they're building video games that that, that re-engineer uh, the entire park, like brick to brick. You can play Disneyland Connect yeah. and walk through a cyber exactly. version exactly. of this of this brilliant idea. 
It's and they well, it's funny too because they have like concept art on here for like a never built Disney's America theme park project, and then there's another one here. Oh, where was that going to be? I don't know. It doesn't describe that, but That's I would have funny. to do some more research into it. But then there's another one here that was a concept of a never built Disney Seas theme park. Well, I don't know. That would be either. on the on the water. Yeah this this article That's seems cool. to be about what the people who worked at Disney drawing concept art. Yeah, and like what tricks they used to. Excuse me, hide things. Like he talks about how they use clouds to fill blank spots, right, and right, shafts right. of light to distract you. From... Which is which is all concept art stuff is anyway yeah. to to create an idea. Not well, and I think that's what this plan. Jim Hill Media thing is. But it's just I, it's, it's funny then to go back to what we were talking about last week about you, you can't when you're a comic book artist you can hide behind the art, but you can't as a storyboard artist. As a concept artist, your entire job is to hide behind the art. Yeah. It's convey the general idea and allow. It's like it's like reading a book to allow your imagination to fill in the blanks, but with a picture. Yeah. Make it so epic that I can feel it in mm-hmm. my soul, but don't give us a lot of detail. Yeah, because <laughs> if you overfill, then I could go. No, I don't like it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I fill to, it in. Yeah. It's like watching the first season of Lost. You're like, ah, oh, what could happen? I bet I know. And by season six, you're like, this what? was no. Yeah, this is not what I signed up for. Season three really is where it. Season six was okay. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that time when we did a video game podcast? That was good. I times. brought up video games, so I uh, I have desperately been trying to find. I wasn't a note. I wasn't a. I was just. I just comment. You. I here's what happens. I have little I have little voices in my head that are the audience sometimes and uh and I think they're good I, to listen to. No, I well you right, but it's I don't honestly think that there are people that listen to the show. Tell like, us why aren't you like guys talking five? about video games? <laughs> I think that there are people who listen like, Oh, that's good. And then when I say things like Oh, remember they did the show, they go, Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right, that's right. This is about video games. You can't listen to the show and not Expect it to go off the rails a little bit. Yeah, because we're not professional. Yeah, where's this picture? This, this is a stupid website. Yeah. Um, the thing about video games? I was going to yeah. say something that connected it back to video games. I don't know. Made it at all relevant to something. Whose baby is that? That's my baby. Oh. That's my older baby. Oh, gosh, she's so tiny. Uh, this part is not interesting to the listener. That's what the voice just told me. They said, I don't care about your babies. I want to hear about what Kevin's thought is. Get to Kevin's thought. <laughs> help him. That might have been the most talking I've ever done. <laughs> on help the show. him. Help that him wasn't the whole episode, is it? Oh, you have the thing open like we're about to wrap up? No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, help him. I was just getting out of the web to stop making me interested in looking at concept art of Disneyland. <laughs> help him figure out what he was tying back to Disneyland. You said you mentioned video games and then started because you were talking about the Connect. Disneyland games it's all did gone not now. have to do anything. It's all that? gone now. It's all good. I don't, what are you playing now? Oh, very good. <laughs> Segway. Forced <laughs> shoehorn, broken microphone stand. Everything is dead. I'm sorry. I'm the sorry, world is everybody. over. I'm sorry, oh, oh, so what I was trying, that's what it was. Uh, it's You're not welcome. terribly video game related, but I have been trying to find uh, a, a reprint of like that. Like a print of like that. Like a. a an actual large version. Because I talked to some people like, well, it was hanging in Disneyland. And it was. I'd seen it in Disneyland, too, at the Abraham Lincoln exhibit. But it was 20 feet away behind a giant plane of plexiglass kind of tilted down from the ceiling. This, I could get so close that had I been jerk enough, could have touched the glass that it was sitting one inch behind. 
So I asked our, our friend who works at Google if they can get me a copy of the Google Glasses before they come out <laughs> that have the capability of, of videotaping things. Okay. <laughs> he wouldn't loan them to me. <laughs> but I was like, but you can't get a print of it? Like you, there's I've, no see I own books with it but a lot of times even if they make a big print of it there's a crease going right down the middle of the book and even then it doesn't do oh, justification. So you can't get a poster of there's it. There's no poster of this that I can find and I spend a lot of time on eBay, Amazon, looking at all the normal places but uh that's a challenge to listeners find this thing cuz I oh. will pay I will pay dollars for it. <laughs> what well, you heard you heard it Canada so get on it Brooke. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, your stuff was all mailed out to you guys. Whatever you have sent into us that we received, I haven't checked out. it in in about ten days. So, yeah. by the time you hear this, it's been a little over two weeks. Yeah, and uh, stop sending us stuff that doesn't have a return address with a post. Self address tabbed. I, I feel like I'm. I don't know. Maybe it makes me sound like a jerk, but it's just like when you when you pay for the thing, and then people. I understand you want autographs, and I want to give them to you. Uh, obviously, not of me, but of Kevin. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to pay for you to Here's have an autograph. A, here, I had a sunburn over the weekend, so I can peel off chunks of my skin and oh, sign those. Good. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll None be good. of that and was true. And it's cheaper to mail. <laughs> I put a stamp and on one side. You can clone your own Sly Cooper talker. You can mail a soccer ball. Why is that not your email address? Soccer ball? S- no, Sly Cooper talker. <laughs> <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Sly Cooper talker. At gmail.com. <laughs> you know, also at Disneyland, you can play video games and imagine Nerean Topia. Excuse me? Yeah, there's a little like World of Tomorrow thing, a, and you can go inside and they have video. That's how they get you to come in because the exhibit is so lowly attended. They're like, there's free video games inside. You can go in and they have like an Xbox. Oh, is that the one that spins constantly? Yeah, yeah. It used to be the Carousel Osimo of Progress. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you've seen Osimo? Yeah. Pretty great. I've seen Osimo like four or five times. Oh, do your kids love it? Uh, I haven't taken Jack to uh, Jacob went when he was like the first time he went to Disneyland, but we he thought it was back. cool. It's lowly attended. It is very, low, and it's a shame too because it's pretty cool, with the exception of all the Disney elements of it. <laughs> but they make it all this like kitschy world of family of tomorrow with you're in there living. I don't understand why they have the need to force a, a, a very plasticky story into everything. Like just just show the robot off. It's gonna be okay. I will survive without. Hey. Uh, take the money you paid for whatever jerk wrote this plasticky story and put it into making that robot do a backflip yeah. and we're in. Here's the thing. Having worked there, I can say this and all because I know. <laughs> I know the people that are making the decisions and how uncreative they are. I will show two stories. Two stories oh, with you boy. right now. Here they come. Number one, I used to do the Laughingstock uh, cowboy western show yeah. in, in, in Tomorrowland. Or Tomorrowland. It was weird. <laughs> Very poorly put together uh, in Frontierland. And so they were working Welcome to- Welcome to this barbecue made out of snow peas. <laughs> It's the future. Pew, 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 pew. So, um, but the future. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> so they were working out a, a thing where they, the director of the show, who is also a cast member, was like, "I wanna, I wanna take the show to the next level." Uh, I think the, a great way to do that is if we could do this little bit, and there's a thing happening, but we're gonna need to install uh, some music. I want, I want something that can do some sound cues. I think it'll really kind of liven it up. It'll seem less like we're an accidental show and more like an intentional show if we have some music and things in it. And the, the the execs who were probably worked over in the hot dog area of the park that got promoted to entertainment for some reason or like this guy I'll never forget this this guy allegedly said well I'm no actor and I don't know much about the theater world but couldn't you have the audience make that music with their mouths <laughs> to which the director in a room full of other execs just goes 
No. <laughs> <laughs> and it was reported back to me that the guy actually was surprised, like not used to being told no. that his crazy dumb ideas were, were any good. And he even kind of said it in a way of like, here's an out-of-the-box idea that you probably weren't you're capable welcome. of thinking about yeah. because you're so myopic and going. You don't have an MBA. That is a terrible idea. So these are the people that are making these decisions. Like, can't the audience do your sound cue for you? We should have we should have the listeners do the sound cues for us. Mm-hmm. And now, please make the sound of a fart. <laughs> Good job. Well Welcome done. to the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing was... It's sad that I kind of like that idea. Like... That, that part of it, I don't know why, in an audio medium, yeah, it's where different. I can't hear what they're doing. Now, that to me is very interesting. That, that's called Dora the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make the sound of a penguin? No. What's good job? I didn't do anything. <laughs> Am I failing this test? Oh, I hate um, shows. <laughs> the other thing is that a member of our cast goes, they, we had swings where you'd work in several different shows all at the same time. And he goes, okay, at this show, there is a, a game of musical chairs. Uh, and at the end of the end of the game, there are two chairs. <laughs> he said, uh, they're also doing that exact same bit over at the um, teacup birthday party and the uh, Frontierland uh, uh, Indium thing. But instead of chairs, they're, they're uh, totem squats. He, he then went on to list. He's like, by the end of it, he said, there are seven shows happening in this park where the where the people are being asked to play musical chairs where the ending have two chairs. This is Disneyland. People pay thousands of dollars to travel all over the country to get into the park. And, and, they, and their brilliant idea he's is... He's not pointing it out to say, guys, we need to work on this. He's saying... He can't. He's just an actor. He's just He was just like me. He was, oh, I see. So it is an actor who's saying, just so you know, yeah. it, it's it, it, this has become a convention yeah. in the same way that our Nickelodeon guy would uh, have four cool games, and then the scoring would always be, this one could lead, everybody could win Either the way. last one. Yeah. The, the difference being is that the people weren't generally seeing the same show right, every again, time. Right, again, again, and Because again. They, it would be the same show for a year. Hey, this is that same bit with Cowboys. Hey, exactly. this is that same bit with the, Space The difference people. is you have, you have asked somebody to literally drop two to $4,000 to get their family to stay there, to, to, to visit there for several days, to spend the night in hotels, to right. eat food in their expensive overpriced restaurants, to enjoy the entertainment and ambiance to experience the same thing in seven locations. Well, see, the park. like to me, when, when the park that we worked at together, a Great America, it made sense if the shows weren't that good because you were there for the rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you go to Disneyland, that is an entertainment juggernaut. Yeah. So the rides need to be great. But the shows, to me, need to be phenomenal. They have to be top notch. Yeah, like just incredible. And, Which that's yeah. why it was interesting. They have a California Adventure. They have like an Aladdin Broadway musical esque show. Ish. Yeah, and uh, I was I was impressed with the production of it and what they put into it, and even the choice I enjoyed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, but and it seems to me it's like this is as close as we could execute at a theme park. But you would think that with if your theme park is Disneyland, you know, then maybe they could do like why not just do a Broadway? Well, and musical? and name the Disney themed Broadway musicals. Yeah, Lion King. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, yeah, it's not like they're not making musicals. Yeah. Like, where are those people? <laughs> but I like that's the thing too. But it's like I like that show, and and I, but I, I think it comes back to a business decision where it, it's the same thing as like on a cruise ship. They talk about on that documentary, so where it's like we are the thing though that doesn't draw in money directly. Yeah. Like that's that's why yeah, there's not retail, a lot of money to put in there. 
refreshments and food. Those are the yeah. people making the cash. Have you ever brought your Vita to Disneyland? No. Is it oh, fun? It's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's cool because you. I've got the 3G, uh, and I can see who's who's around me. And I'm like, oh, hey, there's a Vita player over really? there. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That part would him. be fun. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, there, I made what it What year does Wi-Fi have di- uh, hit Disneyland? That's a great, I doubt that that's, that doesn't seem to fit their marketing. Like, it, maybe in downtown Disney, you could probably get a place that's got free Wi-Fi, but they don't want you no, camping I, out on a laptop. Well, that's what I'm saying. Not for to camp out on a, that's what I'm saying. At what point do, does, like, an app become such an integral part of Disneyland that they then offer free Wi-Fi in oh. the whole park? When, when, uh, when they realize that it's uneconomical to print maps and that people can mm-hmm. do it on their phones. I don't go. think there is an official Disneyland app uh, for no. for walking around the park, which is a misstep, really, mm-hmm. um, because how cool it'd be! You'd have all these hidden Mickey things, and that's the thing about the 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 park. Look, I, I'm not dissing Disney uh, any more than anybody else, but the reality is, having worked there again, they are a, a dinosaur of a company that is just oversized and is has so many hangers on, <laughs> clinging, sucking the life out of Disney uh, because it can handle it like like a like a, a whale with barnacles stuck mm-hmm. to it. Is so many of the employees, the people just justifying jobs for doing nothing left and right, and so the, these out of the box big ideas that are, they just don't have to do them like apps and you know better ways to get people from the parking lot to the <laughs> front door uh you know and and seven musical chair games that they don't have to do them because there is no fight in them there's no reason they own star wars they bought star wars they bought and marvel iron man and they iron, own tony stark they own him they own millionaire playboy philanthropist <laughs> genius mm-hmm. they own him they all, you know, they Can own you ESPN. imagine the tech is going to hit Disneyland now it's that it, they own Iron Man? Man, when when Darth Vader fights Thanos, it's going to oh. hurt my brain. <laughs> I just I got a cavity. <laughs> That's great. For a while, I wanted the new word, instead of being like cool or sweet, to be candy. That's candy. It's yeah. good, but I like... Uh, but it always felt too sexual. But it's so me. candy that it gives you a cavity. Yeah, that's great. Oh, I yeah. just got a cavity. That's yeah. good. That's good. From how sweet that is. <laughs> Thanks for spelling it out. Well, I feel like I have to be the dummy that does. <laughs> I feel like that's my role here. Uh, I, that, well, I guess uh, to bring back, this is what I do if I feel like I've hit a point where I can't add to Disney because I never worked there. I've only been there. Um, and as a, as a participant, now as a father, it changes for me. But see, that's a whole other show. But it's like as a father, like I go there and it's just a money suck. Like that's yeah. what it comes. It's a money suck where when you first take your kid there a few times, you get to watch the magic in their eyes, and then that kind of and fades. then it becomes just a thing you have to uh, use as a lobby chip against their misbehaving. Uh, don't do yep. that or no Disneyland, well, or it becomes a fight of why they can't eat cotton candy all day. <laughs> well, also. tell me this: like uh, I, I use movies as a scale for for justifying money. Now mm. I'm I'm willing to pay at around here. Twelve fifty or eighteen dollars for two ish hours of entertainment to mm-hmm. go see a film. That's how I justify buying it. Like that's how I know if I can play a video game that's going to cost me sixty dollars, then that needs to have at least what is that two, four, six, eight, six hours of entertainment. I have to be able to enjoy it for at least six hours for me to be like worth spending sixty dollars. If I'm going to play it for five minutes, don't get it. Yeah. If, play, if I can beat it in an hour or lose interest in an hour, don't get it. Uh, but at the, now I only pay play pay for games that I know I will spend ten twenty or or play for the rest of my life. Like I still play Split Second and Guild Wars One yeah. and Starcraft whenever the the fancy strikes. Disneyland, 
is a one-time pass into the park or or a year-long pass into the park with with major restrictions plus the additive expenses of parking uh depending on the level of the pass uh food drink and then souvenirs or whatever catches your eyes i mean it is an investment yep do you feel what what do you feel the economic breakdown is per hour of your enjoyment in the park uh, using that $12.50 as a scale in movies. And do you think, and if you can't answer that, which you probably can't. <laughs> I probably can't. Do Do the, you think it's worth it? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, not now, Like, now that I have a mortgage and all that stuff, like, before, I could I could easily drop the money for season passes for the whole family. Yeah. Now and I what would a, that put you back? Because uh, it depends on what level of pass you get. Yeah, 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 1200 bucks. Oh. <sighs> Because I need it. Well, in this year, it'll go up to fifteen hundred. How many hours would you generally spend in the park? Uh, ten, and we would go probably four per, per visit. You you would spend ten hours, all four of you. Oh well, on average, it's probably five. Five, five hours, to, five to six hours. Uh, we call it six, and then occasionally we would have like a ten-hour trip. Okay, we'll call it seven, just on average. And how many times would you go in a year? Uh, at least six or seven, if I have the passes. We'll, we'll go all the way up. So we'll say seven. That's 49 hours times there are four of you. Uh-huh. So that's uh, 196. We'll just round that up to a clean 200, 200 hours. We'll say you spend 200 hours. And you drop $1,200 on passes, on passes. So it's, right? that's 200 bucks an hour. Yeah. It's 200 bucks an hour. Right? Yeah. That's what you're willing to pay for entertainment. Not anymore. Or is it six dollars an hour? That's when I had expendable income. I think no, six dollars an hour. No. Six times two hundred dollars is twelve hundred dollars. Six times two hundred. You said we said it was two hundred hours total. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Six times times six equals twelve hundred dollars. So you're breaking down six dollars an hour. No, I'm there for six to seven hours. I thought that's what. So I this took is a, what this is. This is people math. math doing math live is not. Does not your intelligence reflect well? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because it was you said we broke it down to two hundred hours total. Uh-huh. Is how many you how many hours you as individuals in total spend in the park per year? So if and you it take... costs you twelve hundred dollars to be in the park. So it is six. It's not six. six. Yeah. yeah, it's six dollars an hour. So that's not bad. That's not bad. Plus all the snacks, parking, gas, blah 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 blah. You're Time probably up to car. ten hours. So you're probably beating the system. You're all right. No. You don't think so? No, I don't. Well, here's the thing. I, th- uh, I mean, they're making money off of me because I'm not the guy who brings food with me. I don't. I'm very cheap, but I don't like doing that stuff. Like my wife always wants to bring a thing of food in there. I'm like, why? They have food there, and she's like, but it costs so much money. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care about that part. Like, oh yeah, you are. You are the problem. Yeah, I don't like. I just. <laughs> I would much rather just not have to carry things. Yeah. Because this is what I don't understand. Disneyland is a place you go to have fun, but in order to have that fun, you have to move like an ancient nomadic person of. Like a tribal people moving across the great plains of our fair country, you have to carry a, a a hefty pack of grapes and string cheese and juice boxes so you can have five hours of good time, or you could carry a tiny little thin piece of plastic and eat whatever the hell you want and just pay for it later. It is far more fun that way, right? It's definitely true. I've dropped three hundred dollars, no, two hundred dollars on a meal. At Disneyland, mm-hmm. at least two hundred bucks on one singular meal because, and it's just because I wanted to try something there. What did you try? It was that barbecue. They have an all-you-can-eat barbecue uh, place. Where? 
Uh, it's in the near Thunder Mountain Railroad in the back. Uh, that's there. cool. It's Big Thunder Barbecue. Or the something. best $12 I ever spent in Disneyland was in the Blue Sky Cellar, which faces uh, Cars Land in California Adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got a glass of wine while Ooh. I was waiting for our well, table because you can have alcohol in California Adventure. And sat in there and watched a, I've never seen it before or since, three minute animated short. Uh, based on the Cars universe that ex- that explained the bridge between the movie and the and the park, <laughs> it explains the history of Radiator Springs and and what it means. It's kind of similar to the Mater's Tall Tales. Is it Tales. intended like Welcome to Cars Land? No. If you haven't seen the movie, no, no, it's like it's just a little animated short. It's like a two maybe two ish minute animated short. It just plays on a loop in the room again, and it's like high. It's did you see the Mater's Tall Tales animated stuff that mm-hmm. was on Netflix? Yeah, little shorts. It's like that, uh, a little shorter than that, but. Um, and and it, it it just it gives a little time travel thing. You go back in time and meet the beginning of of um, of Radiator Springs. But I sat there with my glass of wine uh, after walking around the theme park all day, totally By exhausted. No, with my wife. Okay. And I got a little buzzed watching this never before gem of a cartoon in the middle of the Blue Sky Cellar next to Cars Land, one of the coolest places on earth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this. That is a good use of twelve dollars. So yeah, so let me put it back on you. Are the season passes worth it to you? No. Do you get your your dollar? Not even close. No, <laughs> I can't. Right? I can't justify that at all. all right. I I you know maybe if I didn't have a mortgage or my equivalent, not enough money. Rent. Yeah. <laughs> I I would consider it would be a value, but it it is such a. We we would always spend time trying to figure out because we got the the passes for free. They were a gift to us, and then we upgraded to the next level on our own dime. But that's like pennies to dollars um so we never could have afforded them on our own but and then we made it our goal to go once a month so we used to think by the end we'd done it 11 times out of the year but most of those times we tried to do it without having to pay for parking which adds up considerably when you go uh and so we would either plan to squeeze it down to four hours or get lunch in in downtown disney and then get a free parking pass which gets you six hours for less money than than park- so we had it all worked out you took us once mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a friend pay for parking once <laughs> but most of the time um it, well then there was one time where we finally got in we got to park for free we walked around in the evening i think it was the day after my birthday we spent the which is right around christmas and we spent the entire we were so proud of ourselves we spent zero dollars we had brought water we didn't need food because it was dinner it was after dinner we had spent no money and as we were walking out we passed by the store that had all these christmas ornaments with disney themed on it and dropped like a hundred dollars <laughs> Good. It might have been fifty. <laughs> Still, because we, we were like, we haven't they spent any broke money. Those water fountains, and we both are like, I got, I, we each got two ornaments. Oh, it was the worst. <laughs> there's the, there's they're geniuses over there. Well, there's an element too of the season pass that kind of takes away. Like when I went, I was five, and then when I went again, I was damn near eighteen. Mm-hmm. And I went with my now wife, and uh, we went to kind of help out with her sister's kids, kind of thing, yep. and. And she was like, like she had been a couple times, and uh, and it was like a, it's a big thing in her family, like Disney, like they have yeah, Disney yeah. collections, and they know about the vault. I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> and so oh, I was, yeah, yeah, the vault, yeah, the uh, the vault of Disney movies. Yes, yeah, and how things come in and out of the vault. Right, and right, I was right, like, right. Whatever. Uh, and so Magic. anyway, so I, I like she's looking at me, and she's like, wow, she, and because like, I had kind of became a kid again, but I'm an 18 year old, you know, you know, boy, and and I, I don't know, it was just weird like that. So. Now that I go, though, it is as a family man. Like I like, I like that my kids go and we get to have fun. And but really, what it does is it gives me that opportunity that I go there and I don't. Ha- it's like a mini vacation, uh-huh. and because it's in my backyard, 
It's someplace I could go. No, you have a you have an elementary now, school in your backyard. Now I have an elementary school <laughs> and a backyard, That's, which is kind of my point as to and why Gamerland. I will not be purchasing a season pass this coming year unless my wife tricks me into doing it somehow that I don't understand. But uh, which she's done before. Yeah, she's very capable. Usually she just has to cry and she gets whatever she wants. But um, which is so funny that it does not work for my children. But. Um, <laughs> But anyway, why is it so funny? It was so sincere. And just pass it off. Like, it was she just tries and she gets whatever she it's wants. It's the truth. She, I've told her many times. Yeah. I said, you have a power over me, but here's the problem. With great power comes great responsibility yeah. that if you abuse this power, you no longer have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she has moments where she cries now, and it's like, all right. I learned I apparently. That's why have. I have a second child. <laughs> Jack is alive because his mother cried. That's fair. Well, his brother's alive because your dad had a heart attack. So <laughs> she didn't cry for that. So that, that was, but I'm saying that yeah. you you have two hearts. I'd make strings. no decisions on my own, is what you're saying. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> They're all based on things. What can I get out of you? Uh I, I learned I have that power over my wife just simply by wanting something a lot. That's why I own Skylanders. Yeah. That's why I own all of my Skylanders because yeah. she was like Okay, here you can go buy that. You can go spend seventy dollars on a children's toy. <laughs> yeah, she really loves to give you what you want. I know it's great. That's She'll great. even tell me, "You're my kryptonite. Here's your Skylanders. I hate to see you wanting things." <laughs> That's sweet. It's pretty nice. Sweet. It's nice. My wife does not have that. Yeah, she's not. She will. I do appreciate how she will go get you games, though. I, I found. My wife? I, I've seen the evolution. Your of wife your buys re- me games. In that. Yes, it's been great. I've seen the evolution of your relationship, and I was impressed the day that you told Natalie to go to the store and pick up a particular video game for you. Yeah. And I was like, "That's that 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 was not Natalie ten years ago. That you could have done that. That she would have been capable of it. That she would have done it That's for true. you. That she would have liked to do it. But she was like, he wants it. It's his money. I'll go. And you know, she came back with the right game, yeah. which is also ten. Remember year old. when she bought me the uh, Xbox 360 and bought me the Madden game that was for Xbox? Yes, I do. Oh, that was funny. And she was mad because the the 360 one was sixty dollars, and the one she bought was only fifty. And she's yeah. like, "Ah, oh, damn it!" <laughs> I was like, "You could clearly see. Yeah. I don't know. My my." Mother-in-law, I was recently telling her, I was trying to explain why they wanted a PlayStation 3 to watch Blu-ray movies on their new yeah, LCD yeah. screen. And she said, I said, do you know what a Blu-ray yes, is? I love the story. And she said, yes, it's a DVD in a blue box. To which I said, <laughs> I all right, the sale is lost. I know when to stop. Uh, <laughs> so I, when I think of like the Xbox and the Xbox 360 games, they were very different. They yes. were clearly very different. The, the Xbox games were bright green. Yep. Um, they had a black cover. It said Xbox. The 360 games were in those white covers. They very white. Xbox but don't you 360. feel like there's also like a new generation of guys that work in the GameStop that before it was just a retail job? Mm-hmm. And now I feel like a gamer works at that place. Does that make sense? I prefer. I've been to a few where I've, I've met some ladies. I've never met a yeah. dude. That, I've never met a dude that's worked behind that that's not a gamer. Mm-hmm. But I. But I have been back. To, I've been to GameStop and met uh, a couple of girls that don't like. I wish games. I could get them on this show. I've tried four times. The now. girls that don't like games. No, I've tried to get the people that work at GameStop. You to need come to go to. Show. You should go to the one at Universal Studios. Oh, okay. Because that place out. has got that. That's the place that's got the life size statue. Because I've told of Skyrim. them. I mean, I'm ruining it now, but nothing really. Like this is what I love is that I went there the first time and the guy was. Well, I think he was a manager. He's like, well, you know, we represent a corporation. Nobody cares about you and what you're doing and and. Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna lose your thirteen dollar an hour job? Uh, and who's gonna listen to this? That's gonna fire you from that. But, but here's the thing: they don't know that. Yeah. For as much for as, as far as they know, they go podcast with Sly Cooper, right? That's yeah. what they hear. So they go, oh, maybe it's huge. And then, they, but and it is like right. We have fifty thousand listeners. Thank you. Um, that I I'm just don't. Here's what I don't understand. I don't understand. It's really what's at stake. Like. It, 
and I don't know if I'm being fear unfair. of the man. Yeah, I, I don't know if I if I'm if I'm being unfair, but I just feel like uh, not that obviously the show is, but it's like how much do you love? The, maybe they get free games or something, and that no, why? it's just fear. It's just fear. Yeah, they were told they can't do that. They don't understand. It, it reminds me of when I used to work at AAA, and they wanted us to give these credit applications out, and I very quickly realized that the only expectation that they really had was that they were gone. Mm-hmm. So I started giving them four at a time to a guest. I go, here you go, and if you make a mistake, here's some more. Yeah. And then I noticed that they didn't like they didn't think about that even being a thing, and they would go, oh, my gosh, you're already halfway through your stack. That's amazing. <laughs> and they were just thoroughly impressed. So I just started taking the stack after a half hour to an hour and throwing it away. <laughs> and, th- and then the next day, because I got four stacks of them and yeah. tossed them, the next day at the little morning meeting that they had before we'd open, they go, Justin really was giving out a lot of credit applications. And our friend Teresa, who's also been on the show, our friend Teresa was sitting right next to me and saw me doing it. I was really only doing it to like make her laugh through yeah, frustration yeah, yeah, yeah. at my lack of caring. Yeah. And then they, now I'm being hailed. Like I'm, yeah. Everybody should be doing what he's doing. And I wish that they would have said, Justin, tell us your secret. Ah. I throw them away. Ah. <laughs> no, I do. Ah. You could go look in the trash. Okay, that's great. I mean, they're recycled. I'm okay, not completely a jerk. Please remember to not eat donuts on the floor. <laughs> exactly. It's like, come Wait, on. Food is only for the break room. and <laughs> One guy saw me looking at MySpace for when I was, do- I was starting my stand-up career, and he was like, what are you going to do if they catch you doing that? I go, they're probably going to ask me to stop. That's probably it. And I go, well, what are you going to They go, and, and then I go, I'll stop until they leave. Yeah. Like, and I remember another time I was connecting paper clips for Teresa. She was gone at training, so she had a little cup of paper. So I connected all of them so that when she picked up one, she got a ball of them. Yeah. So I spent probably 45 minutes just That's connecting. And my supervisor, like there were two other people ahead of her. She goes, is that the best use of your time right now? I said, yeah. <laughs> she had no answer to that. <laughs> she had nothing. She goes, Okay. All Walked right. <laughs> and you still work there the I next did. day, next throwing day papers away. They, they don't fire people. Yeah. So, so the folks over at GameStop, I don't know what they think they're going to say that would compromise their company. Yeah. They could get on here and talk about how much they love working for GameStop. Right. Talk about how much they love games. GameStop would love that. To, of course they want Maybe it's because they think of like that everything is like TMZ and that we want to find the dirty, seedy underbelly of GameStop. I think somewhere they I probably- just want to hear, like, I want to hear what, other, what I, like, everybody assumes that other people like them are going into GameStop. Yeah. And I want to know, like, what's some crazy, like, or I want to hear somebody freaking out about the new Call of Duty game and a midnight release. Like, yeah, I want to yeah, talk yeah. about what the dynamic is of that and mm-hmm. what, or what's, and what's good about the job and what's bad about the job. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like it's horrible, but it's just like, let us, this is the frustrating we're part. We're going to take, we're going to show up at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday morning uh-huh. when the thing first opened, just walk in with our mics and be oh. like, talking. Can we bring this desk? It's really comfortable. Yeah, I like like these these arms arms that we have now. Yeah, we're like a morning show right now. I like it. Can I just put the arms on the backpack? We should post a picture of our studio on the Facebook so that they could see. I'll do do it. it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I just. I wish I could get them on here because I would really like to be able to. uh, Really, what you when you said that that got me onto that little tangent was that there are some pretty cute chicks that work there. Are there? I the one in Empire Center is all dudes. Oh, I, you got to go in there with their chicks. There's a couple chicks that I think. There's one in particular. I hope she's still there. But the last time, and she, I've asked her twice, and she said she was like, "Yeah." Hmm. But she, it's almost like now I feel like she's a booth babe, and she's just like, "Yeah, whatever you want to hear, big guy." Yeah. Why don't yeah. you buy a used copy of a game for me? <laughs> and it's like, 
it's why it's like, but I, I'm curious to like, I would like to be able to. It made me think of like, man, that would be a thing that I would have liked to have done mm-hmm. before I got married. Uh, and that is a GameStop employee. That's not the way that sentence was supposed to end, but it's when you changed the look on your face. That's how it came. I, I'm like, wow, this is. No, I'm saying land. that just the idea of having a, a relationship. I don't yeah, know yeah. that I could be married to someone who games. I don't know. I really because I'm yeah, yeah, married yeah. to someone who doesn't. But just the idea of that being a possibility and just having dip my toe in that water. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I I, I think of Harry Potter whenever I think of this. I think of Harry Potter most of the time. If I'm not thinking about Disneyland, I'm thinking about Harry Potter. So okay. in um, when does Skylanders fit in? Oh yeah, one third of the time. I have so like, you have three. So it's three rate, and then how? What like it's probably like a very small piece of pie in your pie chart. Of well, thought well, the problem is of hatred towards Minecraft. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, the problem is that I have like nine different pies all stacked on top of each oh, other that you see. You all, yeah, so it's like I have it's like Star Trek chess. I have nine hundred percent because okay. of this. It's like it's actually a tube of pie. You are a robot. <laughs> <laughs> the cooler phrase is "you are a machine." Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'll take both. Yeah. I'll take both. Um, transdimensional thinking. Oh, oh. <laughs> is my oh. nose bleeding because I think you just blew up my brain? <laughs> no, but your headphones are inside out. What? <laughs> How is that a thing? Uh, what was it talking about? <laughs> a third of the time you think about uh, Oh, Disneyland, Harry, Potter. Harry Potter. So there's this great moment in uh, book four where uh, Harry finally gets to hook up with Cho Chang, who he's been lamenting, he's been pining after for that several... That is the half-prince of Azkaban. No! She is the Chinese uh, woman yes. that's a uh, a seeker on the Ravenclaw team. Mm-hmm. And he's had this cr- crush on her forever. And so he finally gets to go uh, on Valentine's Day. He takes her on a date down to Hogsmeade and they're sitting around. <laughs> and so on the walk down there, he's been nervous about it the entire time. What are they going to talk about? What can they talk about? Because he just, he thinks he's, she's pretty. He has very limited actual interactions with her. He has very little in common, but whatever that, that thing is, he's just Twitter pated and, and attracted. And we've all had that moment in, in our younger years. We've had it in our adult years where you're like, I'm into you and I don't know why. <laughs> and there's no common ground. So there's this great thing where it says on the walk down to Hogsmeade, they have uh, an easy, light, simple conversation about their common ground, which is playing Quidditch. That they they're able, the conversation flows easily, yeah. and things are great. Uh, and then they get down there, and then drama ensues, and they don't actually end up hooking up. And then spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> that book came out like 12 years ago. They're, the literally, I the am movie. a slow reader. <laughs> oh, there's a movie about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that that scene is actually in is the movie. The, they made a movie of that thing in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, so I think I think it's a good example of like they had a common ground. Like the con- he didn't know what they were going to talk about. He thought she was hot. Uh, then they had a common thing in, to discuss, which was Quidditch that they both enjoyed. But push come to shove, the personalities were dramatically different, and mm-hmm. they 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 came at life in very different ways, and they were not a good match for each other. I think that's what would have happened. Oh, really? Yeah, that you would have been like, it's great. I've got somebody to play games with, someone to talk to. She's really fun to kiss and make out, touch, and all that. It's pretty great. But actually, like 
that's only like I don't know twenty five percent of your life together is the physical stuff and then you know the games you can play. But they're like, not me. I'm a man of passion. All right, so let's say sixty percent. But no, they're like, what are you ten? What are you doing? I barely here? say words to my wife. <laughs> Talk to her in the language of love. And and then and then I have children and then our marriage would fall apart. Oh, that's true. Because there's no time for physical touch with your kids. No, just it's inappropriate physical touch. Yeah. <laughs> Let me show you. <laughs> well, there's so many things that I'm glad. The fil- if we had been drinking, I would have just shared several inappropriate stories. <laughs> when the when the mics are off, which is our new yeah. show. Yeah, <laughs> that's our premium episode. Oh, that's how we make money on good. this. <laughs> I'll have to have some people sign some waivers. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So, um, so yeah, I think I, I mean you've you've experienced that in your dating life, right? Where you're like this person. It seems like. They'd be fun or whatever. No, because then... I dated when I was a kid. So did I. That's what I'm. So but I'm Harry saying, Potter. But maybe you're. Maybe I've jumped the gun on your statement. But I had girls that I'm like, yes, this will be the one that I'll marry. Just oh no, that I felt yeah. like we had enough in common. No, my point was that that without the tools to know any better, once you got into, you're like, oh, this isn't actually an interesting person. Uh, I was into them for the wrong reasons. I came to the to the to the resolution somewhere in my mid twenties, maybe late twenties, that my wife did not have to be my best friend because honestly, mm-hmm. I had you. I was like, oh, it, it's okay if she doesn't play video games because I have friends that hold that that part. A wife will probably need to do other things that my friends cannot do, and that's and that's gonna be okay. I can do everything, Cat Ken. Everything, really? I could give you a child. Okay. I will. I don't you, want any. It'd of be yours. better if you had a daughter. This would be even funnier. <laughs> oh, I, like, I could give you a son. That's true. <laughs> you can give me a daughter, which is all I ever wanted. I could only make boys. Man, did I really? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a daughter so bad, and my son is so awesome. That's a different show, though. Too. All right. How many shows do you got? Uh, yeah. I so do let's see. We talked about we talked about video games Dis- right? and Disneyland video games and then Disneyland good. art and making and on PS Vitas and, and yeah. And, and, but, where and, where would Batman be in Disneyland? Ooh, not Tomorrowland. That's where you would expect him. <laughs> he would be uh, on Tom Sawyer Island. I was thinking that same thing. Right? Yeah. It's but, Batcave-esque. Mm-hmm. Lots of places to hide because mm-hmm. he would not be hanging out on the beaten path. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of places. He'd, he would probably... and. If he had to crime fight crime in Disneyland, it would have to be to keep teenagers from copulating on Pirate Island. Oh yeah, yeah, that's probably because I feel like there's a lot of you know, and oh, why am I not doing that as a married man, getting off that path, finding a little patch of wood, and good luck. They got cameras everywhere. Over that's there. what I'm talking about. Get there, put that on the later. I think it still exists. The website that has all the pictures of people flashing the camera at Disneyland on the way down on Splash Mountain. Yeah, now now I know what you're doing for the rest of the night. <laughs> I've heard rumors that You just exists. canceled this podcast, my friend. Because <laughs> uh, I will never need to see the light of day again. Because <laughs> here's what I want. I just want to see, uh, you know, mid-20s C-cup right behind toddler. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> toddler going, ah, I'm so scared. I'm like, dude, if you could just turn around. <laughs> it's right it there. feel like home again. It's right there. Uh, I think Batman is systematically going around to the entire park trying to dismantle it because from his eyes, uh, Disney is the enemy. Oh. Because he's a DC and that's a that's a Marvel. Oh, now they own Marvel. <laughs> yeah. So wow, he's you went like really deep on that. Do you think the, yeah. the, that was pretty obvious? So no, he's like, no. He's like he's in one that's ride very like meta to me, uh, unloosening a bolt in Space Mountain, and then he's going around. And then when they see him, he just jumps around from gargoyle to gargoyle, <laughs> and they're like, I don't know where he went. Yeah, he's like, I'm Batman. 
<laughs> I'm better than Iron Man. Send us an email to show at GaberlandPodcast.com, uh, or you can send us questions to questions at GaberlandPodcast.com. Of course, we will get to questions eventually. Follow us on the Twitter at GamerlandPod, uh, Facebook.com slash GamerlandPodcast. But the big one is Facebook.com slash I Want Sly Cooper in his own animated series. I'm going to Betty White this bitch and make it happen. And let's be honest, guys. I feel like the fact that we haven't already Betty Whited the hell out of it means that we're kind of failing. Yeah. And we need everybody just to pick Betty up White is, is scorning down on us from heaven. Yeah. Yeah. She's You're going to kill Betty White if we don't get turned. Oh, like she's still alive? Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, what's the only thing keeping her alive is her work. And that's what... You're going to kill Kevin Miller if you don't turn this into Betty an animated White. series. <laughs> and Betty White. And uh, so there. <laughs> on behalf Way of to my, shame him. Good on job. On behalf of my new friend, Kevin Miller, this is Just Worship saying, <laughs> okay, okay, bye. bye. <laughs>